So I'm Joanna, and I'm so happy to be with Jennifer for a whole day. Uh, that's one of the great benefits of being alive at this time, of which there are many. And this is the time to remember it, because it's a time of full moon, a full moon that plays peekaboo with us <laughs> at three in the morning with an eclipse. It's time of Passover. It's time of Easter. It's time when life comes back to life in fresh, surprising ways and calls us also to come back to life. And oh, it's important that we do. Because we are born of planet Earth. Everything that we know and everything that we're given, our skin and our thoughts and our voices and the light in our eyes, our capacity to hear, to touch, to feel, to think, all of it comes from this wondrous, spinning, life-giving, big mama Earth. <laughs> And how good it is to celebrate that today. And we will, with music and with, uh, we're going to be going around the spiral of the work that reconnects, which goes like this. Gratitude, honoring our pain for the world, seeing with new eyes, and going forth. And we have a whole day to do that uh, with uh, an hour or so for Lunch in between. It's such an important moment for us to feel because the dominant society and the public relations and the terrors that it visits upon us, uh, the political campaigns and the fresh ecological disasters uh, has us kind of shook if we're paying attention. And it can help us feel uh, witless. It can help us feel we don't have all the answers. It can help us to feel that we uh, want to save the world, but how do we do it? It's just one person. And what the world wants right now is for us to know we belong. So it wants us to know that we're children of life. It wants us to know that there are enormous powers ready to pour through us. Once we get in touch with our gladness to be here and each other. Uh, I would like to say just a note. Well, uh, we're so many that I'm thinking uh, instead of having a mid-morning break, which could... Hard to do it in less than half an hour. Well, I invite you to uh, go to the bathrooms when you need to. That okay with you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have something very special for you to hear right this minute. It's from a wonderful contemporary poet from Bristol, often shows up around Devon, often shows up in uh, activist demonstrations and actions, but she is a poet who 
often speaks at events that I go to in the United Kingdom. Glory be to Gaia for rainbows, chasms, and hillside paths. We honor and praise you, Gaia, mysterious blue planet, unique in this vast universe. Like your widest rivers, our hearts flow with gratitude. Glory be to Gaia for forests, valleys, and exquisite flowers. We honor and praise you, Gaia, great mother. Thank you for clean air and water and all the fruits and seeds manifest through your abundant power. Glory be to Gaia for bird song, mountain and clear lakes. We honor and praise you, Gaia, giant pulsating orb of life from which we've grown. Please help us feel our interdependence with all animal and human kin. Glory be to Gaia for millipedes, worms, and all tiny creatures. Oh, we honor and praise you, Gaia, ceaseless wheel of life. We embrace your eternal cycle, the rich soil our bodies will become, and the gift this present <coughs> moment is. Glory be to Gaia for whales, phosphorescence, and fish. We honor and praise you, Gaia, planet jewel of the cosmos, sacred being infused in, in our DNA. Please light the spark of peace in us that we may serve this precious life. And you can say it too. Glory be to Gaia. Glory be to Gaia. One of the most thrilling things about being alive at this moment on earth is that there are two great rivers that have been separated for centuries that are flowing together. Science and religion. Science and spirituality. How tedious it was when they were having their battles. <laughs> and now they're coming together. And what is perhaps the most thrilling of all is that they're coming together in recognition. And we're alive at the time when we can hear it and put our minds to this. That the earth is alive. It is a living system. Oh, I know Late-stage capitalism and the industrial growth society are treating it as a supply house and a sewer. But it is a great, mysterious, numinous being. And everything we are and everything we could ever hope for comes from that. And the earth is present in the songs that we make, in the poems that we make, in the dances that we make. 
and the equations we write and the hopes that we have and the visions that we can kindle in ourselves and with each other. So being alive, she breathes. And we can feel her breathing as we breathe. So let us give ourselves together this beautiful, wet morning. (laughs) A practice of anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing in and breathing out. So we'll put anything that we're writing on aside. And if you're on a chair, uh, make like it's a cushion. In other words, don't slump against the back, but sit and feel how your spinal column can rise up, that beautiful spiraling column from the pelvic dish. Held held to earth by that beautiful power of gravity and drawn up to the sky. And we can sit like that, feeling the weight of our hands on our thighs, feeling the beauty of being held, being the beauty of being both alert and relaxed. So we choose to put our mind on the breath. Wherever wherever we feel it in our body, the rise and fall of the abdomen, the expansion and the the chest, the passage of air through throat and nasal passages, the touch of the breath on the upper lip. And we pay full attention to it because it is very mysterious.
And of course, our, the mind doesn't necessarily stay on the breath. It likes to run around. That's what minds do. But then we have the pleasure of choosing again, putting it back on the breath. And to notice that there's nobody deciding. You're not standing there saying, well, I think I'll breathe. It seems to be happening by itself without your volition. It's actually more like you're being breathed. You are are being breathed by life. Just like the person on either side of you is being breathed by life. And everyone in this room And everyone in this county and state is being breathed by life right now. And all across this continent, Turtle Island, on this Sunday morning, is being breathed by life in hospitals and in army camps, in taxis and buses and planes and in beds. being breathed by life. And all the creatures running, the four-leggeds running through the woods and all the gild and finned ones in the ocean swimming and all those winged ones flying, they're being breathed by life, as are the trees.
And there's another practice we can uh, kind of make up right now that reminds us that we've been part of this living, evolving life on this planet for a long time. And that the past and the gifts of our ancestors, even our ancestors going way before our human ancestors, are alive in us right now. In workshops, I do this interactively. But right this morning, in a more meditative setting, we can experiment with our own bodies. Can you feel your pulse in your wrist, in your neck? Get that blood pulse. Blood is circulating. And that, that amazing circulation of blood was gifted to us that's in present in all multi-celled creatures. That happened just as soon as we moved into being from one cell into many in the primordial seas in the mother ocean. to keep that food and the blood moving through the whole multi-celled body as it complexified and to pump it through. Oh, who do we have to thank for that? Mother worm, perhaps, floating there in the oceans or moving through the earth. So you're very old. This is preparatory to our learning how to act our age. (laughs) As we take learn new ways to take care of our earth. And now feel your spinal column. Oh, feel the different beautiful segmented. You can feel it in your lower back. And feel it coming up between your shoulders, your neck. That was the most incredible invention. <laughs> and we owe that invention to have segmented bones protecting the spinal column, but to have them in segments so they could bend instead of having one bone where we'd have to be <laughs> stiff all the time. Yes, that was also, that was the gift of Grandmother Fish. And so we can give thanks for that. Allows us to stand up and walk and sit, but especially to bend and move and dance. Now give yourself a little hum. Oh, and you hear it, and you're, well, just you're hearing me. 
Now, that mystery, where did that come from? Ah, that ear that can hear and vibrate in there, those little bones, they came up from the jawbone of the fish. So it's an indirect gift of the fish. And it migrated here to make the bones that allow us that wonderful little mechanism that gives us sound and speech. And think how glad you are for what's just inside the brain here. Another ancient gift from our reptilian grandparents inside the base of the skull, that reptilian region of the brain, that ancient gift from the first ones to move on to the land allows us to protect ourselves, to protect the life in us by fighting, by freezing, by fleeing. Useful. Let's just be glad we have a reptilian brain. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of that needs protection these days. And then more in the center of the brain, too bad we can't feel it with our fingers, but you can. It's the center, actually, of the limbic brain. Gift from our early mammalian grandmothers and grandfathers. Ah, it allows deep pleasure. And our primal sense of connection with others and family and tribe and that beautiful sense of pleasurable contention that reaching out with affection stuff of songs and poems and babies (laughs) it's reaching out nowadays in the time we're living in widening circles we're learning to love people of all kinds so that our Ancient ancestors might have seen as other and beyond the familiar. And we're learning to see and accept and fearlessly breed affection for those all who share this life on our planet. Oh, what a time to be alive. We can't make a war anymore, guys. No. It's come to that. <laughs> no more. It's too dicey, that. Uh, we, have, we have quite a few people in power who think we still can or pretend to and spend a lot of money on new generations of nuclear bombs, but in our heart of hearts, we know that we're not going to study war anymore. And so we're that beautiful. There, I should think, that both the reptilian and the limbic brain come together. Now notice where your eyes are. When this is progressing, this to see the gifts of the ancestors. Are they on the side of your head as they were when you were fish? 
they've migrated around to the front of the head. And that means that you can tell distance through that parallax of vision and see relative position. Now, who needed to know that? That was our grandfather monkey, grandparents monkey, because they had to leap to a branch and know its exact position. They have another gift for us, too. Look. (laughs) That opposable thumb, that beautiful hole, that allows you to grab onto something. It allows you that size there, I'm told, the size of that gap is just the right size for a branch strong enough to hold your weight. You can go out and try it at lunchtime. (laughs) And now, be bold enough to take the hand of someone near you. And examine it while I share with you. Yeah, just you can look at it. And I want to share with you a beautiful passage that I've always wanted to read out loud. And now I get a chance. About called The Hands of Other People. This is from somebody's dissertation on Locke and Rousseau <laughs> and sent to me. And I should name it by, he may be in this room, Jim Stockinger. So this is, now get a load of this. Just look at the hands. I think that maybe you and I could, we could look at each other's hands. It's not at first with our own hands that we pick the acorns and apples from the commonwealth of nature to nourish our own bodies. It's the hands of other people that supply the needs of our bodies, both in our infancy and beyond. For each of us lives in and through an immense movement of the hands of other people. The hands of other people lift us from the womb. The hands of other people grow the food we eat, weave the clothes we wear, build the shelters we inhabit. The hands of other people give pleasure to our bodies in moments of passion and aid and comfort in times of affliction and distress. It is in and through the hands of other people that the commonwealth of nature is appropriated and accommodated to the needs and pleasures of our separate individual lives and at the end, it is the hands of other people 
that lower us into the earth. <laughs> so, um, this hands of hands that I was just kissing are going to play the guitar. 